Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What. I'm Ashley Sleek, and happy um, belated Mother's Day by the time this comes out. Uh, Today is Mother's Day. I want to wish a happy Mother's Day to Leah Michelle only. I'm just kidding. Very much to my own mother top of the list. Amazing. Um, We had a great Mother's Day. I decorated the living room for her a little bit because I realize now that quarantine has sent me into this realization that I definitely show love through decorations. I feel like every party I plan now has been all about the decorations. And um, apparently, decorations are my love language. And so, you know, that's uh, what we've been doing. It's been a lazy day. I'm having a fat Sunday for sure. So don't know how far I'm going to get into this podcast before I honestly want to vomit because my stomach is so confused. But like, here we go. Here we are. Hi, in case you didn't know, Leah Michelle is pregnant. And that's very exciting. Uh, Eloy pointed out to me that in Glee, Rachel Berry was pregnant in 2020 with actually Kurt and Blaine's baby. But now in 2020, she is actually pregnant with her own baby right now. So I'm just saying Glee is is going with real life. Like Glee Universe is coming for us. I mean, I could do without any Will Schusters in real life, but um, maybe that's what Donald Trump is. I don't know. Bad analogy. We'll see. I uh, actually went up to Sonoma County for a, a few days this weekend. Well, like one, probably about 48 hours, maybe. So I went up on Thursday night and I did a parade for Eloy's birthday. I It's my first drive-by parade I've got to be in. And that was so fun. Um, Target didn't have a lot of happy birthday decorations, that um, I could just drive up and pick up, but they did have a baby boy blow up sign. So I did that. And then I bought this big shark balloon that was wearing a tiny birthday hat. And I was like, is this stupid? Like, what am I going to do with this balloon after? But Eloy and George took it. So that was very exciting. So um, it was great to see them. And then, you know, I got to spend time with Jimmy. Honestly, like I was so exhausted just from like Thursday. I mean, I worked all day. I drove up there after work, you know, and then it was like, pick up Jimmy, like go to the parade, like go. And then we just got food and went home. And like somehow I was exhausted. And that's like a normal weekend for me. Normally my weekends are like drive up to Sonoma County. I try to like see as many people as I can in this one weekend of me being up there. And like, and it's just so funny because I literally saw like three people. And I was so overwhelmed. It is going to take me a minute, I think, to trans back, transition back into my real life. You know, I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait. But I think it's going to take me a minute. I'm scared. Like I worked Friday and I just didn't want to leave my bed ever again. <laughs> it was funny. So I was really happy to go up there. I do have to be honest. Jimmy and I managed to get in a fight. In that short amount of time. And you might be thinking, Ashley, you wanted so bad to quarantine with him. And you already tried to kill him. Shout out to Jasmine for talking me off a ledge on this one. This is why I got annoyed. And some of you are going to be like, you are a psycho bitch. And you're lucky Jimmy hasn't left you. And it's like, I know. But also, maybe someone else is feeling this way too. (sighs) Okay. This is extra. But I'm just going to admit it. 
I was annoyed because it was, you know, um, I only had a few hours left with Jimmy. And Jimmy lives with his parents. And they just kept calling. And then Jimmy was having, like, conversations with them on the phone. And I just got a little annoyed because I was like, I'm literally only here for a small amount of time. So please give me all your attention. And for some of you that are like, I would never want to date Ashley, I get it. I'm not your cup of tea. But I just get very antsy about my time. I like really value my time with people. Like I really, I try hard. Sometimes I suck at it, especially when I get drunk. You know, like I'll text here and there. But another reason I'm not a great texter is because when I'm with people, I don't like to text. And I don't, I'm not mad at anybody who does it when I'm around, but I just like, I don't know, I get so excited to have that person present. I feel like every time I talk before this pandemic, every time I talk to somebody on the phone, I always try to like make a future plan with them because I love hanging out with people in person. Like even when I talk to Aaron, on Aaron Collins on the phone, who's in D.C., I'm like, oh, my God, I want to like come visit you. I love talking about seeing my friends in person in real life. So I think I just value this one on one time, which is also leading to my depression during this um, pandemic. So anyways, I just got really pissed that Jimmy, who I miss and love, wouldn't want to spend my last you know, hour there, not on the phone. For anyone who is thinking you are not supposed to go there, I hear you. And I honestly have been having a lot of anxiety about it since. I am already freaked out that I broke the rules. I am already terrified. So hate me all you want. I just made a decision because I was like, we're both quarantined. You know, I really wanted to do something special for Eloy's birthday. I was honestly exhausted after. So I would have if I would have driven up there and driven home to do the birthday either way. But I was just like, oh, my God, I need this. So I took so many showers with spiders, by the way, because Jimmy's house, Jimmy's room had the most spiders I've ever seen ever Like I literally just kept appearing One dangled from the ceiling in front of my face while I was showering. One got on the soap. So imagine that I'm trying to shower to not get coronavirus, but freaking like spiders are jumping on me everywhere. It was just like horrible. So the spider karma came for me. So anyone who was like, you are not supposed to leave. I hear you. I hear you. But I just kind of was like crying so much because I missed Jimmy that I was like, I just, I just have to do this. I know I justified that when he came down. So we're kind of doing like a two week check in. So, you know, he comes down, you know, we we do our thing and then two weeks go by and we see, you know, how we're feeling. So this weekend was, you know, the longer of me staying and, you know, as much I'm having like mixed feelings of like super anxiety because I did that, but also like so much relief and I feel like I can hold on to that time. Like I'm literally almost crying because I just honestly miss him so much. I miss my friends so much also. <laughs> um, I miss everybody. This is how the fight ended, by the way, because Jasmine was like, you need to have a serious conversation about this because obviously Jimmy and I are thinking about moving in together or planning on moving in together kind of by the end of 2020. So it's like, okay, we need to talk about the issues here. And so we had this long talk about our relationship. It was like super juicy. And, you know, I don't 
have the best relationship with Jimmy's parents and I'm going to try to work on that. And, you know, I'm not going to get mad every time they call, but I also would like some boundaries set of like, can, can I just get some time, you know, or Jimmy can answer the phone. Hey, if it's not an emergency, like, can you hang up and give me like the last hour we're going to be together? I know that's fucking needy, but that's who I am. So it's going to be a work in progress. I need to be a little bit more understanding and he needs to be a little bit more respectful. So everyone, we are still together. Thank you, Jasmine. Because I was like, I'm just going to leave because I'm mad. She's like, be an adult and go talk to your boyfriend. And I was like, Ugh, that's how you know we've grown up. So still on the path to force Jimmy to live with me and marry me. So no worries there. I'm at the phase of this quarantine shelter in place where I definitely don't want to go to a mall that terrifies me. I don't, I like, I don't want to go to a concert that terrifies me. I mean, I want to, but until we find like, I don't know, something that's going to either prevent it or really keep you safe from it. I don't need to do all that, but can we please gather in 10, 10 people or less groups in a secure home. Like, I just want to sit in the backyard with my friends and get drunk. Honestly, that and wine tasting is the majority of what I did with my friends anyways. So if we could just open those up, I would really be into it. I don't need to go to a shitty bar right now. I mean, I want to go to a shitty bar to help the shitty bars stay, you know, alive. Like, I feel bad for them, but that's just, like, not really my thing. I just need to see my friends. I want to be able to, like, go up to Sonoma County and pack my weekend by seeing everybody. Like, I miss that. So, Daddy Gavin, if we could just make that happen, that would be really great. And then, like, moving on to that, I would really like, you know, by September or August or, like, by August for us to be able to do weddings. I had said September because I was only thinking Jillian's in my head, which was selfish because there are other people who are getting married in August and I want them to be able to do that. So can we just like, can Miss Rona please and kindly exit the fucking club? I'm over it. I'm over it. So yeah. Um. Anyways, I have finished buy yourself the fucking lilies, you guys, because I really am on such a spiritual journey over here. I think, you know, me saying that I got really upset and Jimmy and I got in a fight. I mean, obviously that doesn't add on to this belief that I'm doing better or the fact that I've had a lot of anxiety over my choices. And I think ultimately I'm coming kind of coming back to this, like talking myself down of worrying about what people are going to think. Like, are people going to be mad at me? That's what I was so worried about. Were people going to be mad at me that I went to Jimmy's? Like, it was, am I going to get sick? Because that would really suck. I really don't want to die. I was nervous if I did get sick, that would mean my parents would get sick and that would really suck. But I'm like, obviously, Jimmy's parents are older, so they're taking every precaution. Anyways, so all of that, what I said previously is not going to make sense as to what I'm saying right now. And that is, I feel like I'm doing a little bit better on my mental health journey. I can, I, I think I'm at the point where I identify all my problems and I'm just like trying to figure out how to fix them. So I finished by yourself, the fucking lilies. I cannot say enough good things about it. I have moved on to the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I do feel I haven't I've only gotten through the first chapter where I felt like it was just a frat guy yelling at me and that was a lot for me to take in. And usually I don't power through the first chapter like Jimmy and probably I want to say that in the third month 
of us being like officially boyfriend and girlfriend, he bought me um, the power of positive thinking because, oh, yeah, I came out with my crazy right away. So he was trying to fix that problem. I I don't play games. I know who I am. And so um, he bought me that book, but it was very like highly religious in the beginning. So I didn't really get through the first chapter. But I'm being more open because I know this bitch has got to work on herself. So I'm going to read chapter two tonight. So my plan is a little lineup. I have to sneak in the Demi Lovato um, biography book because Jasmine sent that over to me for book club. And (laughs) so I'm going to read that after the subtle art of giving a fuck. And then I'm going to jump back into the power of positive thinking because basically I've just decided that this quarantine, of course, I've said it many times, is just about me. I have to focus on this. is I have to focus on myself and get better because I think I've just half asked the trying to be a better person thing. I, I really love 2019. I think I had a lot of fun that year, but I still had, you know, a lot of mental issues. I still got like kind of crazy and, you know, and like I just don't want to be that person. So I'm just on this like you know, journey. So I'm excited to be moving on. If you have other self-help books that you have read, send them over to you. I'm going to get a freaking PhD in Ashley Sleek by the end of this. I'm just saying I'm going to come out better and hopefully a little skinnier. Um, Speaking of a little skinnier, Adele. Wow. I'm sorry, what girl? She lost a lot of weight. And I posted something on my Instagram, you know, and I was like, I'm trying to come out of this quarantine with like this Adele style glow up or something. And then I put an asterisk at at the bottom and I was like, I just want everyone to know that I thought she was gorgeous, you know, at any weight. And I think any, you know, I think everyone's gorgeous. And I really got my mind kind of open. Actually, my friend Kristen messaged me and was talking to me about fat phobia, which I never really heard of before. And basically, this is like people's ideas of, you know, not accepting kind of plus size or different body shapes as beautiful. And then she sent me a few TikToks about it. I I saw a few TikToks about it. And like this idea of how kind of toxic it could be to be super praising Adele for this, you know, complete body change. And this brings up a kind of a tough point that I've also seen uh, talked about a lot. TikTok is a lot smarter than we give it credit for. Like, yes, it's yes, there are ridiculous dances, but there are a lot of things you can learn in there, like about racism and homophobia and, you know, body dysmorphia, sexual assault. Like people are really open and I uh, enjoy reading and learning more through that app. So that's one thing about TikTok. That is great. Uh, so <laughs> I was seeing this thing about this girl talking about how, you know, you you get skinny, but now you're too skinny, you need to eat. And now you're overweight and you need to lose weight. But, you know, it's like this kind of vicious cycle that we're in. And I think that it's okay to praise Adele for 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 making herself feel healthier. Because her thing is, you know, she went through this nasty breakup or divorce or whatever. And, you know, in this way, as long as she's promoting it in herself, saying that she just got healthier or she worked out more, I think that it's okay to praise it. But as this TikTok was saying, is like calling it a glow up kind of, you know, uh, makes the assumption that she wasn't pretty before. So I just want to clarify and 
Garston was not like coming for me when she messaged me these things. They were just things I just didn't realize. You know, I'm I I was about to be like, I'm a comedian. I'm not a comedian. That's Jillian. I say things that I think are kind of like funny and sarcastic, especially about celebrities. But I would never like, you know, want to hurt anyone's feelings. Obviously, like I'm a uh, a fat kid that gets it, that's been through all the sorts of shaming and all sorts of shit. I've been bullied. I bully myself all the time. So I super get it. And I just didn't want anyone to think that like Adele wasn't beautiful before. And I think a lot of people are kind of in that same mindset with her because she was so beautiful. And, you know, she just, in my mind, got healthier. My mom did tell me that she was watching Entertainment Tonight and Adele was talking about just doing these like shake things and that I'm not into because I feel like when someone comes out and loses all this weight and they're like, oh, yeah, it's because I only drank these like skinny tea things. It's like, no, come out and tell us that you freaking ran three miles every day and sweated your ass off or whatever. So, you know, I was kind of equating this whole thing to the fact that Adele came out of hiding, basically, like she was nowhere really to be seen and like lost some weight. And that's just kind of what I'm hoping to do in quarantine is that I'm isolated from everyone. No one can really see me. And I'm just trying to come out like a little bit more of a skinny bitch. But I if I come out looking the same way I did before, I am still going to love myself because that is the journey that I'm on. So Adele, if you did it in a healthy way, good for you. Everyone, it's okay for us to be proud of her for getting healthy, but she was beautiful before. Yes, hopefully that's the right message and I'm not going to get some hate comments. Um, Speaking of hate comments, I wanted to give mine a few hate comments myself to the people that were like so rude about Scott Disick going back to rehab. I'm sorry, what? People who go to rehab are not people that we should be shitting on, okay? Those are people who have made the tough decision or, you know, were kind of forced into a decision to make their lives better. They're accepting the fact that they have a problem and they need help, and which is exactly what Scott Disick did. And for the freaking rehab place to leak the photo of himself, like, that was so fucked. There are just things that we shouldn't know about. And trust me. I am such a bitch where I love a good celebrity scandal. I really do. I just didn't see this as a big scandal. I just saw this as like, oh, shit, like Scott needs help. And you know what? We could know he went to rehab without the photo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't need to see him sitting there all like sad and shitty. Like the headline was enough. He was in rehab. Okay, cool. Good for him. So I'm sorry what to everyone. We are in this weird culture of like tearing people down. It's weird. He He's going to rehab. Good for him. Like, okay, he didn't like go nuts. Well, I haven't heard it yet, but it didn't sound like he went nuts and the police pulled him in there or something. He like is going to rehab. And I don't think that's that big of a news story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that should draw that much hate. And It's interesting because I was watching Michael Jordan Last Dance. So one thing that Jimmy did was that we were watching The Mandalorian. I was snuggled up in a blanket with a strawberry margarita through a straw. So happy. So living my best life. And we're watching Mandalorian. Honestly, you guys, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I cannot 
get into The Mandalorian. I'm trying hard. I just have been finding it boring. So I started to fall asleep. But as I was falling asleep, Jimmy's like, oh, okay, I'm going to start watching. I'm going to watch the next episode of The Last Dance because that's what he's been watching. In case you don't know, The Last Dance is the documentary that's about the sixth, um, oh my God, I almost just called it a World Series. I really don't know as much about basketball. So they're like, oh my God, what is it called? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I <laughs> basketball fans everywhere are yelling, but basically the championship, you know, it's their last, they have already won five and they're going for six. So it's the, it's the old footage that they filmed during that season, but now it's got present day interviews and, you know, Michael Jordan was on that team. So it kind of centers around him a little bit. And he was talking about, I was too young to know about this whole gambling scandal that he went through. And, you know, all the reporters were talking about how when you put somebody so high on a pedestal, all you want to do is tear them down. And it made me sad because I really love celebrity gossip. And I'm like, fuck, I'm that asshole. And <laughs> so I'm going to be better about like trying not to be so rude to people, but also delivering the news in a fun and entertaining way. But it was just such an interesting concept that I think we've seen so many times before is this idea that we build them up. I mean, we built up the Kardashians to hate them. That's literally how they got so famous. It's like, you love to hate that family. And it was so interesting. Not that I'm saying Michael Jordan and the Kardashians are on the same page. Please don't at me on that. If you have not watched this documentary, I obviously, as I said, I enjoy watching basketball. It was never a sport I watched growing up, so I'm not as dedicated to it. But obviously growing up, I knew, I mean, I was born in 92 and I still knew who Michael Jordan was. I mean, how can you not? Miley Cyrus made an iconic song about him, Hello 23. And so, you know, I just think that watching this was so amazing and kind of inspiring and what, you know, what Michael went through to get to where he was, all the other teammates. It was just like so fascinating. I really highly recommend watching it if you haven't yet. And uh, it was interesting because it reminded me a lot. So some one of some of the things I think back on and like give me anxiety, you know how people always say like, oh, my God, I woke up in the middle of the night and remember that time I like waved at someone who didn't wasn't waving at me or something in that nature. I think back to my senior year of college playing lacrosse because I wanted so badly my team to win. I have been playing sports my whole life. I've been playing lacrosse for eight years at that point. It was my final season. It was it. And I had never really won that many games. I wasn't on this like super, um, I was on a very fun team with a bunch of talented people, but we never had this super high record until my senior year. And we had potentially the chance to go to championships. And I remember just really trying hard in my head, what I thought was like motivating everybody to really like want to do well. And this is the idea I had in my head was that, you know, even me yelling or being stern, you know, was just making us better, which is something that they talk about how Michael, you know, one of his big scandals was that, oh, the team hates him because he yells at them, you know, and that you could see that Michael just so badly wanted them to be the best team. And I felt this on every team I've ever played for, like, you know, even my freshman, sophomore, junior year, I remember, I mean, the amount of times I told Julie I was going to quit because I was just so frustrated was 
and it wasn't just frustrated at everyone. It was frustrated at myself for not being better. I just wanted us to be so good. And I remember like my senior year, you know, someone on the team had said, you know, I, I just want you to know on behalf of all the younger girls that we don't appreciate the way you talk to us. And, you know, and you know, people are really upset with you. And I felt my whole world just crumble because I had thought everybody was on the same page, that everybody just wanted to win. And I'm not saying I'm the same as Michael Jordan, but I get this kind of athlete competitive mindset. But the thing that I thought was the most interesting about this was like the way Michael Jordan talked about it was he was so sincere in what he was saying and like he knew what he did and he honestly thought he was doing the right thing. Like in the whole time he wanted to to make his team feel like a part of this winning team, which is how I felt. I had been a part of seasons watching team my my best friends, you know, lose and lose and lose. And even though win or lose, we booze, and that was the best, I just thought I, I can help. I can make us better. I can do these things. So what I think it came down to watching Michael talk about it was that he didn't feel this like gut-wrenching guilt that I've been feeling for some reason all these years that like I, you know, I guess it was this idea that I had like worked so hard and I thought I was doing this with everyone. And then this idea that potentially I was doing it against someone. And I think what I came down to and now like analyzing this, like I said, you guys, PhD and Ashley Sleek. So I've been analyzing everything I'm thinking. I just found it interesting that I immediately was so open to this idea that, okay, well, I'm being told this because this person is doing what they think is right. Like they, they, they know, or they know is right. Not think they know. They know it was the right thing to do to come to me and tell me, hey, you're kind of being a bitch, you know? But why isn't it okay for me to know myself that I thought I was doing the right thing and forgive myself for it? I've been holding on to this idea that like, okay, well, maybe I'm just not the leader I thought I was, or maybe I just pushed too hard or, you know, all these things. I I just circle them around in my head like a crazy person when in reality, like it was so easy for me to not think that you know, the girl who told me this had bad intent because I truly don't think she did. And this is not a story about her it's a story about me. And but why why couldn't I just look myself in the eyes and say, it's OK that you did that. It's you were doing the, what you thought was right at the time. So watching Michael Jordan and I am getting emotional, but I really wanted to share the story because I think it might help somebody else that's like, having this hard time or thinking about these memories that, you know, are really caught up in your mind. And it just, you know, it's like, it's okay. You can forgive yourself. Every mistake that you've made in the past, at that time, you thought you were doing the right thing. You thought it was going to help you. You thought you were doing something. And every mistake you make just teaches you something. And I made that mistake. And what it taught me was, you know, to be more self-aware. And but I couldn't see that. I could just see this like, oh my God, you were so mean to people. This was literally six years ago. And I just watching him be so unapologetic about, you know, the way he was just made me feel better that like, you know, I mean, I know he's a superstar and he made it all the way up there, but you know, I never stepped on to that field. And I actually don't think I step anywhere 
with bad intent, you know, with the negative mind, sometimes things go south. Uh, Tequila Ashley, aka Tequila Katie, sometimes she might roll in with bad intent, but she don't mean to. She's just a drunk bitch. But, you know, I just this idea of um, forgiving ourselves is kind of tough. And I actually was editing this podcast, but I jumped back in because I tweeted about this last night because I, even after doing this podcast, I still woke up and I had this other bad thought. So this morning I busted out my journal and I was like, journal, I need your help forgiving myself. I just need you to help me through this. So I wrote down this memory. It actually wasn't the one I talked about because I feel after talking about on the podcast, I was starting to release, but I had this other memory of this bad time and I wrote it out and I was like, you know, I think about this often. This is just, I wasn't showing my true personality. I was just upset at this time and I said these things and I just, I know the people that I, you know, the people that I said these things to have already forgiven me. So I just... I just need to forgive myself. And I'm telling you, you guys, I mean, I feel so much better today. I feel better. I could just see that today while I was at work, you know, and doing my thing, like a lot of things came up. There are some things that still annoyed me, but it was amazing how I was kind of easy. I could feel myself getting back into this like more positive mindset. And I think that, um, <laughs> so drop my headphone. I I just really want that for everyone who has these feelings and gets so mad at themselves or, you know, like I've said a few times, sometimes you have to like forgive a friend that, you know, maybe they're never going to apologize to you, but you just, you know, we have to forgive them in our minds to not go crazy because, you know, everybody makes the decisions that they think are right at the time. And even if they are not right to you, to them, they are just trying to save themselves. And you know what? It's easier just to forgive them for whatever mistake they might have made in your mind and like move on. So my I'm Sorry What Sassy Ass podcast has become, you know, just a breeding ground for my self-growth. And I am just, I only am so open and vulnerable on this podcast because it's really my true intention to help people. That's what I love to do. So I hope that if you're having a hard time, you can listen for a laugh and, you know, try something to make yourself happy because you deserve it. You really do. Okay, you guys, now that I've hijacked my own podcast, um, I probably will not go back and edit this. So I am just going to leave it as it is. It's a long one, bitches. Saddle on up. Okay. I don't know why I said to saddle on up. I might cut that out. Nah, just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> Good intentions, right? Okay, you guys. I love you. Okay, bye.